0: Welcome to the Messiah Podcast. We are so glad you tuned in today. Whether you are driving, doing chores, or taking a walk, we hope the Lord quiets your head and your heart to hear truth and be challenged through His Word. Without further ado, let's dive into the message. Today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the, the peace of the world versus the peace of Christ and the, 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 the massive difference in power, really, honestly. And, and I hope you see as, as, as we go through this, I don't, I really don't. So, God gives his children the ability to discern um, within the world the, clear, the clearness of the brokenness within it. Okay, so when we talk about Christ's peace, uh, it is only amplified by the truth of the brokenness of the world that we see today. Uh, there is a lack of peace, there is a search for peace, there is an insufficient peace that people are holding on to, and we see the results of it Sometimes tempted and fa- fallen into it with even our own lives as the body of Christ um, to search after the temporary, momentary, failing, uncertain promise of the peace of this world. And then you have this whole separate, set apart peace that can only be found in the Creator. Today, I just want to read to you uh, if there's, there's really one verse that we're going to focus on today, we're going to go a couple different verses to help explain this. But the, the verse that I want to explain to you today in regard to fearing. And not fearing because of who we know in Jesus. Is Isaiah 26.3. Isaiah 26.3 says this. You keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed or remains or focused. It's stayed. It's found a home in you being God. You keep him. God keeps him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on God. Because he trusts you. Because we trust him. You keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts you. Without the Creator, the peace our world longs for is absolutely unattainable. Created things cannot find peace that only a Creator can offer. So the world in search of some sort of peace in earthly things that are temporary will always fail when it comes to the longing of the heart that God has given us to find something lasting, that's certain even amidst difficulty, that sort of peace. But without the Creator... The created ones can't find eternal, lasting peace. So we settle in as humanity that may be apart from God. We settle in for peace that instead poses the question in our capability. How can I minimize worry and trouble within my life? You ever feel like you're the... Like, okay, I know how to create my own peace, my own little world full of this, uh, this thing called peace that everyone always talks about. How do I, myself, my power... Minimize worry and trouble within my life, which would deceivingly be equated to finding peace in earthly things, apart from the eternal God. And there's two problems within that phrase. How can I minimize worry and trouble within my life? And that plan for peace, there's two problems within that plan. One, I, or me, or you, or us, is not capable of peace because we have no control over many of the circumstances that stir our fear and worry. ...or make us afraid. So we cannot control that sort of peace... ...because we are not in control. That's like the first part. As much as we want to create... ...trouble will come. In fact, Job 5-7 says this. It's undeniable truth. Job 5-7 says... ...man is born to trouble... ...as surely as sparks fly upward. You ever sat by a fire with friends? Where do sparks go? They don't go down. They rise up every single time. If you have a fire where the sparks go down something's weird. Like, that's not, that's not scientifically even possible. Heat rises. Man is born for trouble just as surely as you watch a fire and the heat rises up. It's going to happen. There's no doubt. It's not in question. This is how life is in the brokenness of sin in the brokenness of the world around us. And there's no amount of money that will guarantee our health, no amount of fame that will guarantee our happiness, no amount of a faith in humanity let me say that there is no amount of faith in humanity that phrase that's so often just thrown out there it's restored my faith in humanity well just wait till tomorrow because you'll see why you shouldn't have faith in humanity and that's the truth uh, we are failing and at the core we're wicked and we hurt people and we are not good in, in the sense of how God is good there's no amount of faith in humanity that can truly bring peace that we all long for So in fact, the peace of this world will always be a pursuit of what will at some point come to an end if dependent on me, you, I, or we. As humanity, the entire world. It's always temporary when it's based on you and me. It can go in a flash. Because we're not perfect. And as much as humanity can love one another, encourage one another, show those signs of goodness, what we would call, laugh with one another, mourn with one another, cry with one another, lift each other up, we cannot ignore the inability to create for ourselves lasting peace. And I don't, have to, I don't even have to like give you an example. Walk outside and watch the world fall apart. Turn on your TV and watch the world freak out. I don't have to give you an example. You're living in it. And, and truthfully, since you were born, you are always living in it. You think just because your life or my life is going well? Trust me, there is a lack of rest and peace all across the world, and it's much bigger than the USA. It goes way beyond our borders. The concern of God and salvation. Yes, it's here, but it's for the world. There is a lack of peace around the world without the Savior and creator of that world. We can't ignore our inability to create for ourselves true, lasting peace. Man is born to trouble. That's what the Word of God speaks to us as a reminder who we need within it. Without God, we are simply left with momentary calmness. And that's the world's peace. It's momentary. It's not eternal. It can be shaken easily. That's the peace that the world lives in and and searches for and finds in different earthly things momentarily. If one goes away, I'll search for it in something else then. Or I'll hope for something else to come along my path to create that peace once again, but that will be taken too. Isaiah 26, 3 again. You keep him in perfect peace. You being God. Everlasting peace. A peace that surpasses understanding. That can be present in joyous moments. And even more evident in the most difficult moments of life. It can only be found in you. The creator. Of those who need perfect peace. God alone keeps us in his peace. That's it. He is the answer to peace within difficulty and joy and suffering and trial. He is the only thing where people can find lasting peace. Because of the words and promises and truth that he's given us. They carry us through those moments. And it can't be found by his creation, but only given by the creator. It is given by the creator. Jesus reiterates this, and he, he almost like explains this verse even more. In John 14, 7, when the night before he's about to die, he, he pulls aside his best friends, the disciples, and says, Peace I leave with you. And he says this, My peace. So immediately, when he says, my peace, I give you, my peace is belonging to him only and cannot be found in anything or any other God or any other religion or any other philosophy or ideology that we want to listen to from famous people. It is only in Jesus Christ. It belongs to him alone, and alone he distributes it through his word to those who know him. He says, I do not give to you as the world gives you. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid or do not fear. That's the result of the peace that belongs to Christ being given to us in salvation through the Holy Spirit. We do not have to be afraid. And in separating his peace from the world's peace, so he's calling both out. Here's my peace and here's the world's peace. There are two claims here that he's speaking of. One in regards to his peace, it's perfect. Because it's certain even when the world around us is uncertain. The presence of his peace is not conditional on the circumstances of life. Yes, we've struggled. Yes, trouble has come our way. But his peace is not conditional on whether it's going well or going difficult for us. His peace is with us always. It's why he says, I'm with you and will never leave you. That's God's promise to his children. And even if we feel distant, like you ever felt distant from God, even if we feel distant from God in moments, we have peace in him despite our feelings. Feelings aren't always true. That's one of the major problems with the world today is that we base our truth on how we feel. Even the body of Christ has dabbled in, well, this feels like it should be right. Therefore, we'll change the truth because it just feels better to us when it's not the truth. And it doesn't bring peace. It brings destruction when we do those things. So we're not dependent on just how we feel. We're dependent on the body of Christ as what his word speaks not minimizing our feelings, because feelings are real. Have I mean, you ever read Psalm? I'm downcast. Why are you downcast, my soul? Hope in God. Now, that's, that's David turning to God when he's downcast in sorrow. God is close to the brokenhearted. You ever been brokenhearted before? Well, then God is close to you. See, that's the peace that we have when we're broken. It's God's word. He will never leave us. But he's always with us. And that's why we can have peace in him despite our feelings. And feelings don't dictate what is true of his word for us. And that is our peace. That is what we hold to. His truth has authority over our lives. And that's awesome in so many ways. The second part of this is this. Within the peace of the world, then he calls out the peace of the world. If we only have peace that the world has it will continue to show itself imperfect, conditional in its inability to have an answer for the trouble of life. And that's what you see happening today. That's what you saw happening five years ago. That's what you saw happening 10 years ago. That's what you saw happening over here in this country or that country or this, this area of, of our, our, our city or, 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 or across the country somewhere. This is the issue. The peace that mankind seeks is unable to have an answer for the trouble of life. If it's not finances... It could be fear of the unknown. If it's not the unknown, it could be fear of what is going on with health. If it's not health, it could very well be the fear of death. In all this, Christ alone owns and distributes. It is his to give and his he has authority of it. It's his to own and distribute true perfect peace to those who know him. And in what way? How that, how does that happen? How do how do we how do we know that's true? retain that peace. Isaiah 26 3 once again says, you keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on you. How? In what way? It's our mind. Our mind is stayed on him. Where is our mind? If our mind is set on earthly pursuits, we will become dependent on earthly peace. Because earthly gains offer earthly peace and earthly peace can fail. It can be shaken. It can be taken. If you love money, money will dictate the peace of mind you live in. That's that can hit home. If your peace is based on your finances, then when that finances are in question, what will you do? You will fear and worry because that's where your heart is at. That's we follow along. That's the fallen nature of mankind. If we are dependent on a relationship, the condition of the relationship guides the peace of life. If we are banking on our health to provide peace, we literally could be one doctor visit away from that peace being overcome by fear and worry. Everything is shakable. You could put so many different things within that list and everything can be vulnerable to the brokenness of the world because of sin. But what we know about the peace of God and how it is so different is in Philippians 4, 7 that it transcends all understanding. That you can go through those difficulties that we just listed and still have his peace because it overcomes everything eternally. It transcends all understandings and will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. That's the peace that God offers us. So a mother can weep over the, heart, the heartbreak she has of a lost, hurting, or wandering child and still depend on someone greater than her own capabilities in a circumstance that is out of her control. Like moms and dads, we, we know we get into places where our kids grow up and maybe it's middle school, maybe it's high school, maybe it's college where we see them wander and all we can do is not tell them or make them change. All we can do is pray. And we can have a peace within that prayer that God is with us That he hears us, that he is in control of something that we are not in control of, and have peace in knowing that because you've taken it off yourself. You can't have peace if it's on yourself, the power to change. That's what the major problem is in today's society. We all think we're going to change everyone else's hearts. You're not. Do whatever you want, have all these different things. You will not change the human heart. The only way that human hearts are going to change is if they encounter the one that created them God, that's it. That's the only answer. You want peace and truth? To guide, this, to guide our country or this world, then we need Christ. That's it. He's, he created everything. He has authority, everybody. everybody, everybody. If people want to say this is my life. I'm telling you, it's not your life. Not eternally, it's not. He has the power to save and to destroy. That's who authority we're under, myself included. Nobody has their own life. It all belongs to God. But we want to believe that this is my, our I decide what I get, life. And that is a dangerous place to be, and you will struggle with peace constantly within that truth if you live in it, within that false, deceiving truth if you live in it. It will always be able to be taken. It surpasses understanding that even a husband or wife can have relationship issues and that Christ is not done with either of them, even if their marriage has not lasted as long as they thought it would. Or in the face of disease and death, the children of God can pray if they're afraid and still set their mind on the hope, life, salvation, faith, the cross and the resurrection and praise of God within it. We can still praise when we're facing difficulty beyond words. Because we have a peace that promises something better than what the world could ever offer. This is peace that surpasses understanding. How can we praise God in such a way when trouble comes? Our mind is stayed on Him. Our mind is on Him alone. How is this peace attained? How do we have it? How, 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 are, how, how can we hold on to it? Isaiah 26.3 ends with this. You keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because He trusts you or she trusts you. Romans 8.28 says this. I'm going to read through 31. And we know that in all things... That in all things God works for the good of those who love Him, who have been called according to His purposes. You have been called according to what He would desire to fulfill through your life. For those God foreknew, He also predestined, and to and to be conformed to the image of His Son, that He may that He might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say in response to these things that we just read? If God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us to be a testimony called into his purposes for his glory as he sanctifies us here on earth, readying us to be with him in heaven as his ultimate goal for the believers, that we would not be separated by sin anymore, that we would dwell with him. That is his goal for us. If God is for us to be a testimony of his faithfulness in life and a recipient of salvation and the resurrection and death, why do we fear and worry so much about the light and momentary troubles we deal with on earth? We are born for trouble of all kinds. That is an inescapable truth for all of us. But within it, we know God is for us in all things, even through the difficult moments. That should put us at peace as children of God, saying, I trust you within this. And within that trust, we have his peace because we trust his word above what is in front of us that we see with our eyes. But if we trust with our hearts the things of this world and hold tighter to them, we're already losing We hold to. It's all fading. If you're gonna trust in things of this earth, look, the inevitability at some point is death. You're going to lose all those things on earth if that's your trust and hope. They're they're gonna be taken from you. You're not going to win this battle of peace by gathering more on earth, by storing up more earthly goods that your heart would be settled on them in peace, you're going to lose that. Scientifically, not even biblically, I don't even like let's just push Christ right out of it. Scientifically, you're going to lose that battle spiritually, there's even more to lose because you lose your soul. That's the danger there. That's where Christ comes in and says, I have a hope and a peace beyond what you see and what you could gain on earth. I have a peace that can carry you through the difficulty because what I have for you is better. The words I speak about you are eternal. It's not a temporary thing that you can find on earth. All things on earth are fading from us. But what his word has promised is forever. His word lasts The grass dies, the flowers die, but the word of the Lord endures forever. That's the the only thing for mankind that can bring lasting peace because it's the only thing that lasts forever. It's his word. It goes on. We still read it today. This is thousands of years old, and this is still guiding the hearts of billions across the world. It never ends. Verse 35 says this in Romans 8. Just to kind of back up what we just spoke about. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? He just lists a whole bunch of difficult situations. He gives us a glimpse within this answer. So who shall separate us from that love of Christ? Can anything challenge Christ's love for his bride? No. Can anything challenge Christ's love for his bride? Not difficulty, not death, not the sword, not hardship, not famine, nor disease. It will not challenge the Christ's love for his bride, you and me, his faithfulness to us, his promises for us. It is how the bride, the body of Christ, lives in peace because we know that he loves us. It's why in the video it ended with beloved. That's where our peace comes from. We know and rely on the love that God has for us. That's 1 John 4. We don't feel the love that God has for us always, but we know and because we know, we rely on it. We know he loves us even if we don't feel like it. We know he does. Why? Because he spoke that to us right here. (laughs) <laughs> hundreds of times, like a lot of times. The God of, the, God, he calls us, the God of heaven and earth calls us his children. He's a good father to us. And we live in peace because he loves us. So shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or disease or earthquake or flood or whatever it is, danger, sword, death, all things that would strip the world of its earthly peace, Christ has overcome and has an answer for in his truth for those who believe in him. And he finishes this by saying in verse 37 and 39, in regards to all these things that could overcome us, that could take and strip the world's peace right out of your hands. He says, but in me, no. In all these things, when all these troubles come, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present things that are happening nor the future things that are happening, nor any powers, people above you, even spiritual powers that are go unseen, neither height nor depth nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. His word for his people is a resounding, I love you, I will not leave or forsake you, And it leads to a perfect peace that only is attainable in Him. And it's a reminder to us through His Word constantly that He's with us, even in our times now, even in the things that you're going through now. We have perfect peace within because His words are eternal. And we are more than conquerors through it all. Yes, there's suffering, but what does suffering produce? It produces hope. You turn your eyes back on God. Your stay is back with Christ rather than your stay being on the things of this world that you hoped in that were fleeting. Now they're on the eternal God that's eternal. This is what the word of God brings to us within that peace. It's a resounding I love you to us. And it leads to perfect peace throughout the years of our life, however long or however short they may be. And through all things, we will overcome because his love for us, because he loves us. We will overcome all things and have peace through all things. If you're anxious, he says pray. Pray. If you're worried, he says, come to me. If you're burdened, he says, "Lay lay them down at my feet. If you're weary, he says, come to me. He's our rest, he's our peace. And we have a choice today as the body of Christ. Just every day we wake up, we have a choice. We can listen to the world's philosophy of peace and be overwhelmed by it. And fall into it by believing those things and searching after those things that we watch a darkened lost in ignorance world around us, without Christ, without truth, without light. Or we can trust in an unfailing God whose perfect peace is promised to us. Or we set our minds on the hopes of the things of this world that will fail. Where our trust is set, the resilience of our peace will be tested and revealed. If your trust is set in earthly things, it will be dependent on the condition of how the world is going and how your life is going. Either it will be perfect amidst all things, dependent on Christ, or it will be shaky and uncertain, dependent on what is fading. And if you're struggling today in regards to peace, it's time to listen to him. And he speaks, like right here, this is his word. This is where the body of Christ needs to find themselves. More and more. This is where, as individuals, we need to find ourselves, in some way, in some aspect. Letting him speak to our hearts about our lives, in him, in him. Christ, who is our life. He is our life. He's everything that we have. There's nothing else that we can we can lose everything else and still have Christ. We have everything. We have we have the eternal promise of hope and salvation and eternity apart from this place that is broken. And the beauty of it all within it is we get to be the light within the darkness. And the way that we live and who we hope in for peace speaks volumes of the world around us to where our heart is set, and to the testimony of the truth and faithfulness of God as we go through suffering and trials you ever talk to someone that's going through an issue like right? and they have a faith in God? And many of you guys remember, some of you guys remember Chris Trombley. He, he passed away when he was 19 and, and we were close as a, as a high school. I remember I took him out to Burger King one time and he told me, I said, I said, Chris, how are you doing in your faith, man? This has got to be really, really difficult. And I remember, I, I never forget his words. He said, Steve, I've never felt so close to God before in my life and as a 19 year old kid knowing that this may not work out like what we all expect at 19 that we're going to get 85 years and have kids and become grandparents and get a job and maybe like experience all those different relationships that wasn't certain and he knew it and even in that suffering what does he speak of I've never felt so close to God before that's peace Who brings that only? It wasn't something that Chris earned or deserved or acted good enough to to earn that that knowledge. No, Christ gave him that knowledge of peace. That God has not left him. That he is close to him. the The brokenhearted. His word carries us through all those things. So look at our lives today. What does it speak of the peace that we hold on to? Where is your peace set? Where is your heart set? Our lives will follow along. And if you're struggling today... Turn to Christ. His word is true. This is it. This is all that humanity has. I mean, you can, if you want to trust in humanity, go for it. Um, it's never worked. It's never worked for humanity, ever. However long we've been here on earth, it's never worked once. Um, it's been momentary, and then it's been taken. And I was doing a little search on this. How many treaties of peace have been kept in the world? Zero. None of them have been kept. Mankind is at nature unrestful. We will find a way to destroy peace. We will find a way to hope in things that peace will not be found. And so what does God do? He inter, intervenes because he loves his creation, and he wants to give them a hope that's eternal. That's the message of the gospel that we carry, and how we live reflects that truth. Are you steady, even when it's difficult? What are the words that's spoken when things are hard? in front of others? What do we speak to them when difficulty comes? God's good. It's okay. Yeah, it's really hard. It's ridiculously hard at times. You can say those things. We feel those things. We know these things. But, gosh, I have a hope beyond what I see. I have a hope beyond this. It's eternal. This is just momentary, this life. It's going to be gone in a second, a blink of an eye. (laughs) 40 more years, gosh, I'm halfway through it. If I get 80, that that was quick. You know how much I remember My childhood, I remember my childhood way better than I remember, like, last year. That's how, that's how, like, it works. Seriously, I remember my childhood way more than, like, last year. And it went quick. Like, I'm 40 already. I never thought. as was, like, a seven-year-old looked at my mom and dad. And I was like, dude, you're so old. Like, and now you're 40. And you realize, man, this is so brief, you guys. And that's the beautiful thing of salvation. It speaks to you in the briefness of it, the brevity of it, the fragility of it. It says there is a peace beyond the knowledge that even... The shortness of this is eternal in Christ. We will not die. You will live forever with him. Although you die, you will live, right? It's that that physical death and spiritual life that we have in the grace of God. And it brings peace. It's our peace in this life. And we're called to live that and show that and speak that. I'm imperfect in it too, you guys. Like I struggle with that sometimes too. And I know all of you do too, but we just need to be reminded today just of that peace that, that we have in God. It's so much better than what this world would offer you and would offer me. Let's pray. God, thank you so much um, for your word. Thank you for a chance to be here. And just with the body of Christ that I, I know that you love so much, that you shepherd each one of us um, in a way that only you could. You know us so well. You know when we're wandering. You know when we're strained. You know when we're near. You know when to call us. You know when to speak to us. You will not lose one of us, you say. And we trust that word for you to, uh, from you today, God. We love you. We thank you. God, we pray for for just so many people around this world that, that, that as we watch the world and with our culture today, we pray for our fellow um, Americans. What a mess that we've created ourselves. We are incapable of accomplishing anything apart from you. We don't need anyone to tell us that. We can see it. Just watch it happen. Watch us destroy ourselves. That's the story of humanity without you. Thank you for tuning in today. We hope you are challenged and encouraged to walk in truth in your everyday. Please share with friends and family, and we can't wait to have you next time on the Messiah Podcast.